that time, the sports talker. Here's TJ Walker. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a Friday edition of the Sports Talker here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. It is time for basketball in the bluegrass. The day has finally arrived. We haven't seen real college basketball, uh, unfortunately, for Kentucky fans since UConn defeated Kentucky in April. Now we will have college basketball every weekend until April. So buckle up. It's uh, it's the best time of the year to be here in Kentucky, and I am couldn't be more excited for today's show. It usually... You know, I don't have a lot of guests. An hour is a short amount of time. So what I'm doing is I'm going to fix, mix in all the guests that I'm going to have for the next year in today's show. Uh, kidding about that. But as you all, as the regular listeners know, I don't like to always have guests on. Uh, but today we're going to have. Right now we're scheduled to have seven. Uh, it. it we, you know, we'll see if we get all of them. All of them have said yes. Maybe they're just lying to me. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see. It's going to have a little UK talk. We're going to have some UofL talk. We're going to have some IU talk. Uh, we're going to get somebody in from Arizona, you know, preseason top three team. Tried to get, uh, had somebody scheduled and confirmed from Duke and UNC. They cover both teams, uh, but they had to back out last minute. So we'll do without that. We're going to have a special guest that is near and dear uh, to the hearts of all sports talker fans that have been listening since the beginning. This is a guy that I dislike, but we're going to have him on the show anyways. Uh, so hopefully you all will enjoy that. Everybody, we're going to have it. It's not going to be, you know, it's only an hour show and we have a ton of guests. So uh, right now we're scheduling everybody to be on for maybe three to four minutes. We'll see. Uh, that's tentative and it's probably going to be uh, we're going to run late, and the internet's probably going to fail, and it's going to end up being a disaster. But, hey, we'll, we'll see how far we can go. Uh, no Yates today. And for uh, some of the new li- newer listeners, they haven't heard from our, our, our boy Trevor. Uh, but, Trevor, how are you? I'm good, TJ. I'm assuming the last description you gave of the uh, final guest was description of me, right? I'm, I'm a, considered a guest on today's show. Can I be the ace it's- guest? It's actually not you, although I'm I'm including you in this. You're going to be on throughout the show. Um, and really, had I known you were going to be on and not Yates, maybe I would have done the guests a different day. Um, because me and you, we can always get off topic and, and make for some interesting radio. Uh, but we'll we'll have our segments. We'll we'll have this one. We'll have the last one. I, I'm not going to talk any college football today. I gave my predictions yesterday. Talked UK and Tennessee. Uh, yesterday on the show, I will give my five PT picks of the week, and that will be the extent of college football talk today. And I'll do that in the last segment. Um, so if you're looking for college football, maybe today is not the show for you, but it is a huge basketball day here in the Bluegrass. Kentucky opens up with Grand Canyon, uh, not expecting that to be a close game. Although, again, Grand Canyon has a lot of depth. I'm, I mean, that just that joke's never going to get old. I'm going to, I'm I'm going to keep you. I'm going to follow Grand Canyon's basketball season all year just to continue to make that joke. And it would be funny if Grand Canyon only probably went six deep. They probably do. Uh, anyways, I stole that Louisville, joke from you the other day, and Yates didn't laugh at me like he laughed at you. I was disappointed. Well, that's you're you're allowed to uh, you're allowed to steal that joke because maybe maybe I stole it. I won't 
I won't confirm or deny if I stole that joke. Louisville with a huge game against Minnesota in Puerto Rico. That line is starting to move down. Louisville started out as around an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. I think now it's down to six. Uh, we're going to have Howie Lindsay on, who covers Louisville. We're going to talk Louisville's season outlook, uh, tonight's game. And we're going to get Final Four predictions from everybody. So it's never too early to start kind of brainstorming how your brackets may may look. So we're going to get Final Four predictions from everybody. I want to hear your Final Four predictions. Tweet into the show, at T. Walker Rivals. Uh, Text, tweet, whatever you got to do, and I would love to read your Final Four predictions on the air. I'll give mine sometime on the show. Uh, not exactly sure when, but without a doubt, the two biggest games in college basketball tonight, Louisville, Minnesota, and then VCU, Tennessee. Also, something I'm excited about, Trevor, we're going to find out where the Final Four is going to be uh, it, it, for future years tonight. They're going to give out, I think, the next four Final Four locations, I believe starting in 2017 maybe 2016, uh, but we'll find that out tonight. Excellent. Louisville fans can start planning their vacations for the next couple of years now. <laughs> you're, you're right. They, they can start planning their vacations in early March uh, and not have to worry about going to the Final Four. I'm kidding. Uh, I, I'm all for Louisville and Kentucky making the Final Four. That New Orleans in 2012 was one of the most fun vacations I've ever been on. Went to New Orleans two times in a span of three weeks. Uh, for anybody that has ever been to New Orleans, that is a bit much. And then ended up going to the Sugar Bowl later that year. So three times uh, in a you know a ten month nine month span. That's uh, that's way too much. By the third time, so did you avoid Bourbon Street the like Final I did? Four locations tonight between two thousand seven. Actually, the third time for that Sugar Bowl, New Year's Eve, I was in Chicago for New Year's Eve, flew down to New Orleans the following day, and got the flu, and was the sickest I've probably ever been in my life. Had the most miserable time I've ever had. Um, you know, I don't care if Louisville wins or loses, but I did go to that game and had unbelievable seats. Uh, my Louisville friends got the tickets, and I just wanted to check out a BCS Bowl because I hadn't up to that point, and, you know, covering UK. I, I don't know if I ever will, but went to that game and left after the first or second quarter because I, I was sick and also uh, Louisville was playing pretty well. Um, but New Orleans better get one of these sites, better get one of the sites in 2017, 2020. I'm all for New Orleans and Indianapolis. Uh, Atlanta is a good city, but keep it out of Texas. You know, people that cover the Texas Final Fours, I think they enjoyed the Dallas one and I didn't go this past April, but the Houston one, I just heard terrible things about. Keep it out of there. San Antonio, I've heard good things about, but you know what fan bases, you got to make it drivable for some of the biggest fan bases in college basketball and places like San Antonio and Dallas just aren't. And I think Phoenix is bidding for a final four bid. If you want to give one out West, then by all means, go ahead and do that. But at least out there, you've got Arizona, UCLA. Those are teams that may be able to make the final four. We'll see. Anyways, we need to head to our first commercial break because we've got a jam-packed show today. Uh, we're going to head to our commercial break here, and then we're going to just have guests and guests and guests and guests and guests. And then much later in the show, we're going to take our second commercial break. Uh, so get your tweets in. I'll find times to read them. Again, I'm assuming something's going to go wrong, uh, but we'll wait and see. So buckle up. It's, it's, it should be a fun next segment here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. Oh, 
You're listening to the Sports Talker with TJ Walker on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We're back here, second segment, 1450 The Sports Buzz. Now it's going to be a rapid fire John Renshaw shout out of guest. And let's waste no time because we have no time to waste. Brett Dawson, Cats Illustrated, my boss. Brett, how are you? I'm doing great. Are you? Are you doing well? I'm Sure, why not? Why would I say that if it wasn't true? Why are you questioning me? Good point. Anyways, all right, Brett, uh, I'm going to ask you, we don't have a lot of time, but I'm going to ask you a few questions about UK. First, with tonight's game, what do you think is going to happen if Grand Canyon gets down early and finds himself in a deep hole? (laughs) I'm not going to dignify that with a response. That's that's not (laughs) as good as talking about Grand Canyon's tremendous depth. I wish I'd made up that joke, Brett, about them shooting themselves into a deep hole, but my brother actually came up with it and texted it to me. Uh, I almost read it, but I, but I had to do it. But uh, on a realistic note, you've got two U.K. games this weekend that U.K. should likely win by a combined 80 points. What, if, you're, if you're John Calipari, what are you looking for in these two games? Uh, you, you, know, you can't take a lot out of a huge win, but what about it, player-wise, what are you looking for out of these teams? Well, I just think you want to see some continued development. I think you'd probably like to see them shoot the ball well. Um, I think uh, defensively, you'd like to see a little bit of improvement uh, on the perimeter. They, they had some holes uh, in preseason. There aren't a whole lot of things you can take. And then I think also maybe you want to experiment a little bit um, you know, with, with an end-of-game lineup, although I don't know the use in doing that against a team like this because the end of the game is going to be so meaningless. But maybe you change up some of those platoons in game action in the final 10 minutes, try to get some looks at some different combinations. Uh, they didn't do a lot of that in the preseason, but they did a little bit in the exhibition game. So maybe he'll try that stuff, but I don't think he's going to get a whole lot out of this. He was talking yesterday about wanting to face a little adversity, wanting to get hit in the mouth, and he's going to have to wait till Kansas on Tuesday for that. And, and you mentioned that Kansas game. That's going to be a big one. Uh, short answer here, but you've been covering UK for over a decade now. And or close to a decade at least. If Kentucky doesn't win a national championship this year, are fans going to start to get on John Calipari? Oh, sure. I mean, I think fans were getting on him last year during the year. I think that's going to happen. I think that's, I mean, it's kind of absurd. It's a, it's a one and you're out sport. You're going to lose a, you lose a game in the NCAA tournament. You're done. You don't get seven games to prove you're the better team. The best team doesn't always win it. Um, but that's the nature of the sport. There will be some people upset. There's people upset at Kansas because Kansas hasn't won one, uh, you know, since since Bill Self did it in 2008 or whatever. That's just the nature of the beast. And give me your Final Four prediction and a national champion. Final Four. I'm going to go with Kentucky and Arizona because they're the two most talented teams. I like them the most, I would say, going into it. I'm going to take a flyer on Kansas. I think that's a team that's going to get a whole lot better over the course of the year. Uh, A little rough right now, but I think going to really improve. And I think Kelly Oubre could be the best scoring wing in the country by the time that's all over. And I'll take Duke. I'm really tempted by a couple other teams, really tempted by Texas, really tempted by Gonzaga. But Duke's got a great point guard and a great center, even though they're freshmen. I think they'll be terrific by the time it's all over. So I'll put Duke in there. I'll take Kentucky to win it all. I just think this team has the, the most depth, the most talent, and really good experience. All right, I will hold you to these Final Four predictions throughout the year. And if you're wrong, then we're gonna, you're going to have to give me a raise. We'll see. All right, Brett, thanks. we got to get to Alex Forkner, who's another Cats Illustrated guy. But thanks a lot, Brett, and uh, enjoy the game tonight. 
All right, now I think we have Alex Forgner. Alex, how are you? Doing good, TJ. How's it going? Doing well. All right, let's jump right into it. You're going to be covering tonight's Kentucky game. Uh, what's you know the season outlook? Last year, obviously, Kentucky season didn't go as fans expected. Uh, unlikely that happens this year. But what 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 do you think happens with this team, a more experienced team, if they do slip a, a couple games? Because it is a pretty tough non-conference schedule. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a hard time believing they'll they'll go through unblemished. I know a lot of people are maybe even expecting that this year, sort of how they expected that last year. But um, I, I, I don't see as many ups and downs as they had last year, more downs than us last year through the regular season. But um, I can see them, you know, dropping a game or two uh, in the non-conference schedule and then maybe, you know, one of those tough road trips in the SEC that, you know, I mean, John Calipari's teams haven't been able to go through the SEC unwillingness very often other than that Anthony Davis team. So. Yeah, it's it's just entirely too tough to go undefeated. They're going to slip up some. It's just interesting how the team will respond when they do because for the most part last year it snowballed until the NCAA tournament. Give me a player that nobody's talking about right now on UK's team that's going to have a huge year. Um, I I can really see Devin Booker being a you know a solid contributor for the whole year. I don't think he'll put up you know huge numbers. I think he could you know average uh, you know ten eleven points you know a game so, a solid shoot solidly from uh, three-point range, give them, give them that uh, ability to stretch the floor that, you know, this Kentucky team will desperately need because, you know, they're so jam-packed inside with all, all that size. So, you know, they'll need some, some solid three-point shooting, and I think that's a guy that can give it to them, you know, along with Aaron Harrison. Kentucky takes on Grand Canyon tonight, and, and we'll see how the freshmen, including Devin Booker, do. They, they look pretty good in the exhibition games. Give me a Final Four prediction. I know it's uh, way too early. I haven't seen a college basketball game yet. Give me a Final Four prediction and a national champion. Way too early, and I'm sure it will you know, will all be proven to be terribly wrong, but uh, I'm going to go Kentucky, Arizona, uh, Wisconsin, uh, not Duke. Duke's outside looking in again this year. And uh, one of the, I think it will be a chalky year, except um, – you know those those three teams will probably be one seeds, but maybe maybe uh, Texas could sneak in, maybe Gonzaga, um, but ultimately I think Kentucky hangs the banner this year. All right, Alex, thanks so much. Enjoy the game tonight, and I will be with you down in Knoxville tomorrow. So uh, see you this weekend, buddy. See you bright and early. Yep. Uh, and let's move on to Jeff Rabjohns, who covers IU for Rivals, one of the best writers on the Rivals Network. Jeff, how are you? Man, I'm good. How are you? Doing well. I, I know with college basketball season starting today, you're probably as busy as could be, so I appreciate you taking a few minutes and hopping on here. Uh, it, it seems like IU's offseason has really overshadowed expectations and, and predictions and uh, you know talk on the court. Where is IU right now as a team? Is everything kind of settled now with the, some of the legal issues and, and Tom Crean and, and all that stuff? I think I think things have settled down. I don't know if every little everything is settled, but I, I would say things have calmed down, and the focus is now back on basketball. Uh, certainly, you know, they had six players involved in some sort of off-court issue over the past nine months. That, that's a pretty bad stretch. I'm not too sure it can be too terribly uh, worse. Uh, but things have seemed to have calmed down. Um, they actually, uh, you know, seem to get have the focus back on basketball. Uh, they've got two guys. Uh, or I'm sorry, three guys, two clear contributors, and Troy Williams and Stanford Robinson, who are going to sit out the first two games along with freshman Emmett Holt. 
they'll all three of them will be back for the uh, November twentieth uh, game against SMU, which should be uh, Indiana's first real test. Uh, so I think it'll be a few games before we really get a sense of what does this team look like all together on the court. And it wasn't a terrible, you know, it was a terrible year last year for IU. What's the expectations this year for Tom Kareem? What's going to keep him, uh, what's going to save his job? What, is, what does IU have to do to have him be the coach next season? Well, you know, they need to have a pretty good year and, uh, and then need to eliminate uh, all these off-court issues uh, from here moving forward. Um, you know, they're going to have a smaller team. They're, they're going to play small ball. Uh, they've started uh, point guard Yogi Farrell two guards in uh, James Blackman Jr., McDonald's All-American, and Robert Johnson, a four-star prospect, along with 6'4 guard Nick Zeisloff, a transfer from Illinois State in their exhibition games, along with uh, 6'9 Hunter Perret on the inside. 6'7 Troy Williams, a sophomore who started every game last year as a freshman. He will move into the starting lineup at some point when he comes back. Whether it's right away, we'll see, uh, but he will be a starter. But the big things for, for this Indiana team are going to be shooting the ball really well from, from the perimeter, uh, moving the ball really well, finding some mismatches, uh, and then being able to at least uh, hang around on, on the boards. Uh, when you have a small team, if you look back at maybe, say, uh, Villanova's 05-06 team, uh, the, the chance of a small team winning the rebounding battle is, is almost non-existent, but it can't have a chance to hang around. And if uh, this Indiana team can really get going from three. They can steal some possessions and just keep the rebounding battle close. Those are the things that are going to give them a chance to, to be competitive, but they're going to have to really do all of those things on a, on a pretty consistent level. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch what goes on in Bloomington this year. It's it's a program that's been down, but without a doubt, one of the most passionate fan bases in college basketball. And maybe you know we don't have enough time to ask you uh, plenty plenty more questions because I could. But Kentucky plays in in your city on Tuesday, so maybe we'll get you on sometime next week and and preview just college basketball and more IU. But before we let you go, Jeff, give me a Final Four prediction and a national champion. Uh, well, I, I really like teams that have really consistent guards or guards who can be consistent. Um, and teams that can really hang their hat on doing something unbelievably well. And I think Kentucky's got the most firepower in the country by a whole, whole lot. Uh, I think it would be a, a stunning upset if that team's not in the Final Four. Uh, I really like uh, Wisconsin's team. Uh, they've got very experienced guards. Uh, they've got a terrific post player in Frank uh, Kaminsky. I had a chance to see Sam Decker over the summer. He's better. He may be, maybe better than Kaminsky on that team this year. If that happens, don't be surprised. Um, so I, I like their chances to make it. Uh, I also really like Arizona's team. They've got experience in the backcourt. Uh, they've got an awful lot of, of firepower on the front line. You know, They were among the top uh, 10 teams in the country in assists and in rebounding percentage. They've got the point guard back. They've got uh, Caleb Tarzewski in the middle. They've got Rondo, uh, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Uh, they've really got an ability to score in a lot of different ways. Uh, so I like them. Um, and, uh, and, um, and I, th- I think my fourth team is Duke. Um, I'm leaning an awful lot on, on our freshman point guard, Tyus Jones, but when I see Tyus Jones and Jaleel Okafor play together, there's just an incredible amount of symmetry between those two guys. They fit together kind of like the way Mike uh, Conley and Greg Oden fit for Ohio State. I'm not comparing Jaleel Okafor to Greg Oden, nor am I comparing Tyus Jones to, to Mike Conley, my point is those two at Duke right now fit together the way Ohio State's two freshman point guard and post player fit together. 
Um, I think that uh, I think that's going to be a big thing for Duke. And I think with freshmen, sometimes it takes a little while to really get in the groove. Not going to be surprised if Duke loses a game or two early that maybe it shouldn't. But I think they're going to be ready to go come March. Uh, so those are my four final four teams, and I think Kentucky just has so much firepower, so many weapons. Uh, they can have multiple McDonald's All-Americans have bad games, and they've got other McDonald's All-Americans to have good games. I, I think they are as prohibitive of a favorite to win the national championship as I've seen in quite some time. Interesting. We'll have to see how it all plays out, and hopefully we'll get more time to talk to you soon, Jeff. But enjoy the college basketball this weekend in Assembly Hall, and appreciate you coming on. Anytime, my man. We'll see you soon. See you, Jeff. And now let's move. We're moving right along. We're on a pretty good schedule. Uh, I believe next is Kyle Tucker from the Courier Journal. Kyle, how are you? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Kyle, first, most important question. If you had to pick one person who was best dressed in the in the press box last week, in the last, press bo- in the last game in that UK press box, who was it? Uh, Lonnie DeMarie. <laughs> I won't argue that. Uh, anyways, I've brought you on to talk basketball, so let's talk a little basketball. <laughs> Kentucky, it, it seems like a, the, the platoon system. When do you think John Calipari is going to go away from that? Is it going to be as early as the Kansas game? And, and once he goes away from it, will he bring it back in certain situations? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know if any of us know that for sure. I think he certainly in the last couple of weeks has set himself up or set us up to to go ahead and uh, soften the blow for when that happens. He said, you know, started talking about I'll, I'll revisit this in 10 or 12 games and see if it's the right thing. And he's saying this is the right thing right now to do. Uh, it's the thing to do for the players. Um, but when it gets down to it and he's got to win games, you know, is it the smartest way to win games? Is it the most efficient way to win games? Um, does it become just all a little bit too cumbersome and complicated? to manage um, is the question. And, you know, w- you know, when, when one of those guys is just going off, um, do you pull him out? I know he has said it's not communism. If one guy earns more playing time, he'll get more playing time. But I, I'll be really curious because he's divided these teams up. They, they, they are t- clearly two distinct units. Um, and so I would think in theory that means that they haven't really interchanged parts very much. I mean, they, they grow most comfortable with the five guys in their platoon. So when you do get into a game and you want to mix in a different guy with one of those other five group, five man groups, um, is it cohesive? Do they, are they comfortable playing together? I don't, you know, that all remains to be seen. And, uh, I think those are, those are some of the kinks that, that he'll have to work out. I mean, early on, like, Tonight, for instance, I think it'll work just great. Um, you know, when they're playing anybody that's not in their neighborhood talent-wise, they're just going to floor people because you just wear them out, you wear them down, and uh, you know everybody that comes in wants to have their moment and shine, and they usually do. And so, I think it'll look pretty good uh, here for a couple games. But it, right out of the gate uh, next week at, against Kansas uh, in Indianapolis, it, it'll get tested a little bit, and I think that'll be the first time we can get a a real gauge on how successful this might be, um, how he's going to do it against good competition, and, and how committed to it he really is. Yeah, we, I think they could play their third platoon that doesn't necessarily exist and probably be okay against a team like Grand Canyon or Buffalo on Sunday. Uh, anyways, I wish we had more time to talk, Kyle, but give me a Final Four prediction and a, a national championship. I know you were hesitant when I was texting you about coming on the show and, and giving these predictions, but uh, we won't hold it against you, I promise. 
Yeah, I, I would probably, I mean, I would definitely go Kentucky. Uh, I would definitely go Wisconsin. I, I think Duke, um, just from the sheer volume of talent, the, the only team in the country probably that can match Kentucky's talent. Um, I think also with nine McDonald's All-Americans. And then uh, if I'm picking it straight up, uh, I'd probably throw Arizona in there. Um, but knowing that so often there's a wild card, I'll, 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 I'll throw out a wild card, and mine would be uh, Wichita State. You know, I think that's a team that probably would have been in the Final Four with any other normal draw for a one seed. Uh, they were given the bracket of death. They had to, to play Kentucky uh, in that second game, and uh, it was incredibly unfair to that team. But uh, that was a team good enough to go to the Final Four a year ago. And uh, they lose Clay Anthony early, but they have some great, great players back, and Van Vliet and Baker. Um, that's going to be a really good team, and, and I could definitely see. Again, it will all depend on their, their draw, but Wichita State's a team that can make a run again. Um, but Kentucky and, and Wisconsin are my overwhelming no doubt favorites to get there. I love Wisconsin. Um, you know, they've got two, you know, two of the very best players in the country and, uh, that's going to carry you a long way. They got a great guard and they got a great big man. So, uh, I think, I think they, they will be right there. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm not picking against this Kentucky team after, after they put it together last year and almost won the thing. Um, almost all the, the key parts are back and, uh, and they added some really good ones. So uh, I'm going to say Kentucky wins it all. All right, Kyle, thanks so much. And I know you're going to be busy this weekend. Take a few five-hour energies with you uh, at Rupp Arena and down to Knoxville tomorrow. But thanks for coming on. All right, brother. See you. All right, all right, let's waste. Thanks. So let's waste no time. Get to the next one. A sports talker favorite, Big Bag. Big Bag, how are you? I'm great, Terry. How are you? Doing well. I, I know that you're busy with... Uh, you know, doing your school stuff, but I've been, you haven't been able to be on the show in a while ever since I kicked you off after the incident when we were in the car and you were just a, a disaster, I think would be the right word for it. But it's college basketball season and that's uh, a special time for you, right, Big Bag? Yeah, yeah. And I just want to apologize for that incident. That was out of character. It was a rough day. <laughs> no, it's not. That was, that's a typical day for you. Anyways, uh, uh, you're, a, you're a Louisville fan. And you like Notre Dame. I don't know if you like Notre Dame basketball or not. You probably don't care about about them because you're a bandwagon fan. But uh, big game tonight for Louisville. What are you looking for against Minnesota uh, as a fan with a new team? No Russ Smith anymore. No Luke Hancock. Uh, what what's the, who who should step up for Louisville? Uh, well, really, what I'm looking for is uh, just uh, I mean the theme of the day with Graham Canyon seems to be depth. And uh, I'm a little worried about Louisville, particularly in the front court, because I think we uh, Louisville fans have a pretty good handle on their starting five and have a lot of confidence in them. But, uh, I mean, should Harold get in foul trouble or, God forbid, an injury to him or Mango, uh, you know, no uh, proven commodities. Yeah, they're on the front court. So I'd like to see uh, one of the big foreigners step up or Onowaku or, yeah, one of them. What's the season outlook for Louisville? What's a realistic expectation for Louisville fans? Uh, have you already booked your ticket to Indianapolis? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, I'll probably drive, so I wouldn't need a ticket. Uh, but <laughs> uh, uh, I would say uh, I, I think uh, I think anywhere outside of a uh, higher than a four seed would be surprising to me. Uh, I, I don't think that two or one is outside the realm of possibility. Uh, should uh, and again, that's all contingent on them staying healthy. 
which Patino wins tonight? I need short answers here. Which Patino wins tonight? And what's your final four prediction in the national championship? Uh, I would say the older Patino wins. Um, and I like, I actually like him going away. Uh, you know, I, I saw the spread at eight and a half. I like him at double digits. And, uh, Final four, I'll go, I think uh, Kentucky, Arizona, and Duke are just head and shoulders talent-wise above everybody else. And uh, I kind of like Florida, too, this year. I'm, I'm, I don't think, uh, I wasn't really on the Scotty Wobekin or Wobegon, whatever his name was, uh, his bandwagon last year, and I'm a, I'm a huge fan of their guards. Uh, and then really, after getting nothing from Chris Walker last year at all, uh, anything that he gives them is just gravy. All right, and who's your who's your national champion? Oh, uh, I'll go with uh, Arizona. Why not? Wow. Okay. Thanks, Big Bag. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you coming on. You did much better this time. Woo! All right. Let's let's move right on to Howie Lindsay covers U of L for Rivals. Uh, one of the best U of L beat writers out there. Howie, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad you're able to make some time. I know it's a a busy, busy time of the year, football, basketball crossover, and uh, an emphasis on basketball because that's what's king in this state. Uh, Minnesota-Louisville tonight. I, I, Louisville's out-of-conference schedule under Rick Pitino has never been overwhelming, uh, but it's, it's, it's good this year. It's, it's definitely good this year, and you're starting off day one against a very talented Minnesota team, Rick Pitino's sons. What are some keys to the game tonight down in Puerto Rico? Yeah, it is a, a, a tough game to start the schedule with, especially with a team that, that is essentially rebuilding um, after after three strong years. So uh, Louisville's never really had to have a, a strong outer conference because they've been in the best conference in basketball in the Big East. They had that one year in the AAC, and now they're right back in it with the ACC. Um, so for Louisville, starting off with Minnesota is real tough. It, I, I don't, I don't think they win right now. Like right now, I don't think they win tonight. Um, I think Minnesota's bringing back a lot of talent from a team that, that was hot at the end of last year, um, and Louisville's just got a lot of question marks right now. I think Louisville could be really good, but first game, man, this is tough. With the exception of the easy answer of the, the center position, what is your biggest question mark besides that? Uh, what else does this yeah. team need to figure out before they're ready to beat some of the best teams uh, in the country? Yeah, I think I think who's going to be the scorer? Uh, you, you've you've had Russ Smith. Um, who's going to be the distributor? You don't have Peyton Siva. Um, who's going to be uh, you know? Who's going to be your leading scorer? Who's going to be the, your your contributing scorer? Um, you, you've got uh, who's going to be your on court leader? I think it's going to be Montrez Harrell, um, but he's more of a lead by intimidation guy than a uh, than a rally of the troops kind of guy. Um, is Wayne Black here going to step up and, and be more aggressive? Um, they're just, there, there are a lot of questions. You've got a program that has won more games than any other program in the country the last three years, back-to-back-to-back 31 seasons. And, I mean, this is essentially a, a whole new team with all new scores. It's kind of the next generation of, of Louisville basketball under Patino, and I, I'm curious to see how it plays out. I think it might be a... Uh, a learning process, and, and like you mentioned, they, there might be some bumps along the way, but ultimately come March, uh, Rick Pitino is as good as a coach out there to to win a national championship. Give me a Final Four prediction and a national title before we let you go. I wish we had more time to talk, Howie. 
Oh, no problem. Uh, yeah, um, you've got to put Kentucky in the Final Four right now. I mean, they've got incredible talent coming back. Um, Arizona would be in there. Wisconsin, um, I don't know who from the ACC. I think at least one will make it from the ACC, but I'm not real sure who. I would put Duke right now just because they've got an incredible amount of talent as well. Um, I don't see Louisville in there right now, but maybe. You, you never know. Uh, you know, the 2012 Louisville team, nobody would have thought they would have made the Final Four at the beginning of the season. And, right. and sure enough, they beat Kentucky. They win a national championship. Do you have a Do you have a national champion out of those four teams? I hate to say it, but <laughs> right now, it, it, I mean, it, all signs point to Kentucky right now. And I, I, Daryl and I have talked about it on the TV show. It, it is they're playing as the favorite. They're going to have, have a target on their back all season. And can they hold it together? I mean, with that amount of talent, with that amount of expectations, they're going to have everybody gunning for them. Yeah, well, thanks a lot, Howie, and good news for Louisville fans is it's very rare for the preseason number one to go wire to wire and win it all, but we'll see if this Kentucky team's able to do it. But thanks a lot. Enjoy the game tonight. It's, again, the best time of the year in Kentucky. Let's waste no time. Let's go. We're heading way out west here. Uh, covers Arizona for rivals, Matt Moreno. Matt, how are you? Pretty good. How are you? Doing well. I, I'm, I'm, it's probably mid-afternoon for you right now, and we're getting into late afternoon. We're getting very close to college basketball out here closer to the East Coast. Arizona is a team that a lot of people are predicting to go to the Final Four. A lot of people are predicting to win a national championship. What are the expectations out in Arizona? Is it a title or bust atmosphere? Is it, is it that kind of buildup for this team, for a team that you know it's been a little bit since they've been to a Final Four? I think going into the year and obviously coming out of the recruiting class that they had and coming off the last season, I think a lot of Arizona fans felt that way kind of coming out of last season. But uh, Sean Miller has tried to kind of taper back some of those expectations his first uh, month of the year with practices and things going on. And uh, he, he feels like his team, and, and obviously I've seen him in the exhibition, and it doesn't feel like the number two team in the country right now. I mean, there's a lot of new pieces, a lot of new faces being involved right now. And uh I think the fans still have those high expectations, but I think it's kind of come back down to earth a little bit, but I think they still want to see this team in a Final Four. Yeah, and I, I think they get there without question. I think they're, they're the second-best team behind Kentucky and maybe even even a little bit better, and a big reason why is Stanley Johnson, a guy that John Calipari went all, all in on, all in, and missed, which is a rarity with John Calipari recruiting. I think Stanley Johnson's the best freshman in the country. I think he's going to have one of the best, better years of any player in the country. What are his expectations, and what does he bring to this Arizona team, a very experienced Arizona team? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the experience there, and obviously in the exhibition, he didn't get to start, which was something that surprised, I think, a lot of fans and a lot of people in the media, And but that's kind of the way uh, Sean Miller's approach this thing with Stanley Johnson, but Obviously, you guys know about him out there as, as much as we do out here on the West Coast. And uh, he's a talented guy. He brings a, a lot of uh, just different different style than maybe what Arizona has been used to. Um, he plays out on that wing for for Arizona, and he just brings a big score and a big body that that Arizona really hasn't had under Sean Miller, um, and hasn't really had ever at Arizona. Uh, he's just that type of guy that that is a difference maker and a real game changer, in my opinion, uh, and somebody that that Arizona can really rely upon. Uh, this season when, when in the past they really haven't had that go-to guy. Last year with Nick Johnson, he kind of made himself that guy, but Stanley Johnson is kind of that dominant figure that, that Arizona, in my opinion, has kind of been lacking over the last few years. Stanley Johnson is a monster, going to be a, a stud in the NBA. 
uh, he is Alex Poitras's ceiling and probably even beyond that. He, he's a stud. Give me your final four, Matt, and the national champion. I know it's it's very early. We haven't seen a real college basketball game yet, uh, but it's fun to make these early predictions. Who you got in your final four in Indy and, a, and a, who's cutting down the nuts? Uh, well, I have Kentucky. Uh, obviously, they're just all that talent that they have at, over there in Kentucky. And uh, as Arizona in the final four as well, I think they kind of finally break through it. Sean Miller kind of breaks through that, that Elite Eight barrier and, and finally breaks through the season. Um, and I saw Wisconsin, obviously, last year. They beat Arizona to get to the Final Four. And, uh, that was a great team, so I have Wisconsin in there as well. But I, I kind of think a lot of people have probably been going with Duke or, or some of these other teams in there. But I, I like Louisville. I really like what they bring to the table. And obviously, uh, they, they've done it before. And I, I really like kind of what they bring. And I, I like their chances this year to get to the Final Four. And then uh, I think just you have to look at Kentucky as the national champ. Kind of uh, with, with all that talent, I, I think. Uh, they're going to be hard to beat this year. Uh, my my radio show is kind of a UK show, but it's based in Louisville, and we talk a lot of Louisville. And I know the Louisville listeners are going to love you to pick them. We've had seven <laughs> guests on, and you're the first you're the first one to pick them into the Final Four. But I, I like your Final Four. I think it's a, it's it's very possible that that happens, and uh, I, I do think it may may come down to Arizona and Kentucky for a national title. But the 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 Western Wildcats are going to have a fun year, Matt. And thanks so much for joining us. Hopefully, when we have a little more time, maybe we can talk a little more in depth about uh, what Sean Miller's doing out there. But thanks a lot, and enjoy the college basketball this weekend. All right, thank you for having me. All right, and Trevor, we did it. Boom goes the dynamite, that? TJ. Yeah, credit to you. You were the one getting them on the phone, ready to go. All I had to do is just say the word. And really, timing-wise, we're just two minutes over from where we were. And now it's three minutes, but that was great. Uh, And we got Final Four predictions from everybody, and everybody picked UK. So we're going to head to our last commercial break. We're going to come back. I've been tweeted and texted Final Four predictions. I'm going to read yours after the break, I'm going to give my PT's picks of the week. I'm going to give my Final Four prediction. Trevor is going to give his Final Four prediction. Uh, so we still have a lot of show left to cram into just 10 minutes. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We will be right back. You're listening to the Sports Talker with TJ Walker on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We're back. One final segment. Now I can exhale after a wild second segment. Plenty of guests getting some uh, predictions left and right. Anyways, now let's get to some of your predictions. And also, I, I would have wanted to mention this earlier in the show, USA playing a, nas- a friendly international soccer match against Colombia, up one nothing. They're playing the game in England for whatever reason, uh, but just in case you were wondering. All right, so let's get to some of your all's picks. Uh, first, we'll go to our buddy Stoves on the G-Chat, says his final four predictions, UK, Louisville, UConn and Duke. UConn's an interesting one. Uh, nobody has really brought them into the picture. I'm going to record these picks, uh, and I don't even know if I'll have enough time to kind of pull out the averages. 
Also, he didn't predict a national champion. Uh, little Bags picked. He's been on the show before. He wanted me to let everybody know that he thinks it's going to be UK, U of L, UNC, and Texas. Texas, an interesting pick. Uh, Miles Turner, I think if it's not Stanley Johnson who's going to be the best freshman in college basketball, then it will be Miles Turner. We'll have to see. It'll be interesting. Uh, Gary's in the G chat also wants us to record his picks. It's going to be UK, UofL, Duke, and Michigan State. Michigan State is a team that nobody's talking about, and I almost feel that's when Tom Izzo is at his best is when nobody is talking about Michigan State. So we'll see. Again, they're going to play Duke early on, and I wouldn't be completely surprised to see Michigan State not only make that game super competitive, but potentially win because that's, you know, it's going to be a young Duke team, and they're going to have some learning curves. Uh, Hannah says that her Final Four is U of L, Duke, Wisconsin, and random underdog. She wouldn't. She wouldn't give a fourth team just a random underdog surprise team. And the first person not to pick UK in her Final Four. And I'm going to think that's a little bit of bias because a lot of times after my radio show, she'll tell me that I talk too much about UK, and I'm sure she probably didn't love to hear every person in their Final Four prediction predict UK. She has Wisconsin winning it all, uh, but I do appreciate her listening to the show. Uh, she is great and knows a lot more about sports than. Uh, a lot of my guy friends, um, but appreciate her weighing in. A lot of people, Stove and, and Little Bag and the G-Chat are saying Louisville are their national champion picks. All right, Trevor, uh, we got Manger texting into the show. His final four pick is UK, L, Gonzaga, and Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin starting to pick up some steam. I'm not going to have Wisconsin in my final four. I'm not going to give my final four out uh, until the end of the show. But they're not my final. They're not going to be in there. They're not athletic enough, and I know they made it last year. Uh, but really, you know, all they had to do was beat a, a very talented Arizona team, uh, a relatively easy road, with the exception of the Elite Eight, and that was probably one of the better games in the tournament that Kentucky didn't play in. Was that Wisconsin Arizona game? Let's see if they're Dalton O'Brien texting in the show. He wants Wisconsin, Kentucky, UNC, Texas, with UK winning it all. So, Trevor, let's let's hear yours while we're at it. Uh, well, I can't remember who she said. She kind of stole my thunder with the fill-in-the-blank underdogs. I do like that. I would have gone with that, too. So, I'll go chalk a little bit. I'll say Kentucky, Arizona, uh, Louisville, because I have to. I'm obligated. It's a contract I signed many years ago, and I have to say Louisville every year before the Final Four. Uh, and my fourth team will be, since I can't steal her thunder and say just random underdog, fill-in-the-blank. Uh, you know what? I'll go on a limb, and if it works out, I can puff my chest out later. I'll say Iowa State. The mayor makes the run this year as that underdog team in the Final Four. Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be a big underdog. Stove is uh, really, really confused as why so many people are, are high on Gonzaga. I'm one of those people. I think Gonzaga should have a great year. They're very experienced. They're likely going to get a, a, a solid seed in the NCAA tournament, and they've got you know what? What you want out of every team? They've got three-point shooting. They've got strong guard play. Uh, they've got a, a point guard that can distribute and score. Also, uh, you know, and it's not. It, it goes well past Kyle Wilcher. I don't even know where I'd rank Kyle Wilcher on that team. Uh, but if you hadn't said I, Gonzaga I, I, before you asked me, I probably would have been my fourth team. But I was trying to be different. 
Well, you're 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 certainly different regardless from that. But uh, I, I I like the Gonzaga pick, and I, I had them in my early prediction that I had made on, on Cats Illustrated back in September. Uh, Clayby one sixteen says that his final four is UK. That's the only team that matters in his world. He won't even give another three teams. I under I understand it. Um, but we'll see. Hannah brings up a good point. She's texting back into the show and says, well, when UK aren't both going to make it to the Final Four because they're probably going to be. I don't necessarily disagree with her. Uh, that, that wouldn't surprise me one bit. I think you're going to see that more often because you're going to have a packed Final Four regardless of who is of who's playing. It's going to be a sellout, a sellout anyway. So why not bump up some of the some of the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 games by putting rivals against each other, two fan bases that you know are going to travel. You had the, mo- the, the highest attended Sweet 16 game ever last year, uh, and they could have maybe even packed Lucas Oil altogether if they opened it up that way, but they did the half-the-field situation. Uh, so she makes a good point. My, my question she, is, is little bag related to big bag? They're not related, but they're, but they're from the same bag family. Uh, so no blood relation, just bag relation. And they, uh, they're both just animals. I mean, they're, they're, it's, it's a mess. Uh, we could have a whole show on some of their stories. Uh, anyways, my final four prediction. You guys have been waiting for it. And I need to get to my PT picks of the week. Oh, Trevor, an hour sometimes isn't enough. Uh, I'm going to go with UK. You can have some of my hour. Uh, well, okay. Well, if I go over, then so be it. I'm going to take UK. I just think it'd be crazy not to with how talented they are. I'm going to take Arizona. I really, really like Arizona. I, I think they're... I think they're going to be really good. They're really deep. Uh, I think they're going to be very tough outcome March. And, and again, I can't say enough good things about Stanley Johnson. He's my favorite freshman in college basketball. UNC, because good guards win in March. If you've got a talented guard, you have a chance to beat anybody. And Marcus Page is, I think, the best point guard in the country. So I, I, I like them to get hot. Uh, I don't like Wisconsin to make it because I just don't feel they're super athletic. I think if they played a team that tried to get up and down the court on them, they're going to lose, and that, they, they might be the first big upset of March. That's my bold prediction. And then my last team, I am going to take Gonzaga. I like Gonzaga. I, I think they're experienced. I think that they're, uh, they're going to be a good defensive team. They've got players at every position. They've got every need of a, of a good college basketball team. I don't like them to win it like Jeff Goodman. I feel that that's a bit crazy, but um, I, I've got Kentucky and Arizona in the national title, and right now, I think Arizona's five may be better than Kentucky's. Now, obviously, Kentucky's bench is much better, but their starting five is, in my opinion, just as good as Kentucky's. So I'm going to take Arizona to win the title right now. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, let me give my PT picks of the week. I mentioned 1450, the sports buzz of PTs. Get in free. Uh, it's a it's a pretty solid deal. We're 28 and 20 on the season. We're going to get to 30 wins this week without a doubt. The only question is if we go 5-0, and I'm feeling good about it. Florida State's going to cover three at Miami without a doubt. Uh, you build that game up. First off, Miami's not good at all. Florida State probably going to cruise in that game. Tennessee giving eight versus Kentucky. Again, Kentucky just needs a bye week, desperately needs a bye week, and it's going to come a week too late. Tennessee's moving in the right direction. I, I think that they win with ease Saturday. Would like to be wrong, but we'll see. South Florida giving 11 at SMU. Kentucky. Continue to pick against SMU. We took a little bump against SMU last week, but they're still the worst team in college football. South Florida, I think, will will 
win big in that game. They're not very good either, though. Minnesota plus 14 versus Ohio State at home, giving 14 points. I don't get that. It's a huge Big Ten game, huge implications. I don't know why Minnesota's such big underdogs in that game. And then North Carolina giving two versus Pittsburgh. Both of these teams are practically the same, but I feel that North Carolina uh, will, will rise up to the occasion, being home, ACC game. I think they get the win there. So those are my five picks of the week. Anything I'm missing, Trevor, before we go off the air? No, I got those written down to put on Bovada later on to see if I can get my uh, bills paid. Thanks. Uh, Uncle Bo, I've been 28 and 20 on the year, so that's, uh, you know, eight games above 500. That's solid. That'll work. Um, Kentucky rolls this weekend over Grand Canyon and Buffalo. Uh, again, Kentucky football, I think, falls at in, in Knoxville and Nayland Stadium. Uh, Louisville versus Minnesota. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think, but I'd be surprised if Louisville lost. Howie Lindsey, how about that? Going with a bold prediction and taking Minnesota to win. He covers the cards um, and also picked UK to win the national title. I know Howie, and I'm sure that probably killed him. Thanks, everybody that listened. Trevor, thanks to you, th- thanks to you for being able to handle this hectic day, getting people on and off the phone uh, left and right. You did a fantastic fantastic job and we'll be back on monday to talk about all basketball season enjoy it and we'll be able to talk college basketball now until april and that's a beautiful thing enjoy your weekend this is tj walker the sports talker we'll talk to you on monday Money